I want to make sure that the agents have empathy values. They support clients when they're coming in, they're given the right advice. They're looking at the client's portfolio, they're analyzing it. And then they're like, okay, this is the best product for you. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay. Now from the beginning. Hit it boys. All right. This is real talk with Carmen Costa. Today I have my sidekick as per usual, uh, Jamie. Thank you. Every, you know what? You. I, I keep getting um, messages and people who talk to me. They're like, you know, who's Jamie? What the hell what is, is he? No, but for Why real. Why is he there? Yeah. What does he do for you? I, I, I know you've known him forever. So, Jamie, I'm going to I'm gonna pass it to you. Oh, wow. Uh, let the audience know what you do for TCG, um, you know, London Centers. Uh, I'm usually referred to as the social media guy. That's right. That's usually what I'm referred as. Uh, because I guess that's what I do around here. I, I help you. I've been helping you out for the past... Forever. Forever. Yeah. Uh, in social media, we do uh, a it's lot. It's going to be 10 years, though. No, no, I don't think so. Not yet, but it, pretty close. it was 10 years, because how long have we been here? It's five years here, right? I think it's around the seven to seven. eight year mark now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we we take care of all of your social media stuff uh, and all of that. And um, what I do is essentially I do this. I do a lot of podcast recording for clients. I have my own podcast. I essentially we we run a media. Company. So your own podcast. I have to mention this because yeah. I, I'm I'm laughing. But your own your own podcast is Portuguese, right? Uh, I have two. So I have okay. one that's English and the other one is Portuguese. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the one that, that's Portuguese, I, I was blown away. I'm like, whoa, he speaks really good Portuguese. Well, you were born there, so... No, I was not, actually. I was said actually... you were born there. No, I was born here. Uh, my parents went back when I was six. So I was raised there until I was 19. Wow. So the fact that I was there for so long and at that age where, you know, that's when you learn the language and all of that... Portuguese actually became my first language and it still is as a matter of fact my first language I feel way more comfortable speaking Portuguese really than yeah. Oh, yeah yeah no 100%. I was shocked so um yeah you can drop your links down let people know what you're all sure. about uh you know I thought I would put it out there uh some of the team uh they're getting onto social media we mm -hmm. want more of the team to get on more of social media doing their own podcast right so yep. we have the podcast room uh, we're hoping that they come in and record, um, or even you know, with your guidance. Videos. Even yeah, you're right. Videos, even yeah. short videos. Uh, but a lot of that's to come, you know, we're, yeah. we're focusing on that. We're re we're refocusing on e even my own, uh, personal social media. Yeah. I know I have very limited time. It was funny. I had somebody say, you know, like, are you recording any other video? <laughs> so I am, I am going to do once a month. Jamie's going to hold me accountable to that. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so back to, you know, what's going on, uh, here at TCG, uh, lots, we've got lots of new things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we have the photo shoot coming up, which mm -hmm. you're going to be doing the video for, Correct. uh, with the team. A lot of the team members are coming out for that. We have the CMP summit coming up. Pretty excited about that, mm -hmm. uh, as well. That's in Toronto. Um, exciting things that are happening, but a lot of people have been asking me, you know, the rate announcement just came out yesterday. So yeah. this video will be dropped in a week. So maybe a week's time. Um, but, you know, they had they held steady with the rate. Right. So uh, no raises in the rate, no decrease. Um, you know, and a lot of people automatically called me. Right. They were like, oh, so what do you think is going to happen? I'm actually quite shocked. I thought they were going to raise the rates. So, yeah. um, you know, kicking the can down the street really doesn't solve our problem. Uh, 
what do I believe is going to happen? I, I do believe rates are going to go up continuously. Like I see that. And I've said this to you numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, but, you know, we, let's just wait till October so 25th. Why do you think that they they took this decision? They made this decision to I think because the fear of God. I think there was just so much fear with people. Like, you you know, Jamie, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were feeling it. Everybody was feeling it. Whoever had the variable rate, uh, they're feeling it, right? And it's it's hard, like, to maintain that. Your payments are going up. And, you know, it was awesome when people were taking the rates when they were low. Mm-hmm. It was great. But, you know, one of the first, I think one of the questions I asked, you know, using you as an example, I asked you and Anna was, if the rates go up, how would you feel? Would you lose yep. sleep at night? Would you, you know, these are the type of questions you want to ask. But this is what happens in this industry is a lot of people say, okay, the variable product is what we're selling. And I feel like I repeat myself on these videos, yeah. but it's true, right? Oh, this, this year, because the rates are so low with the variable product, let's sell the variable product because that's the thing to do. Like people coming in, what's your best five-year fix? Or is the best five, like, is the five-year fix the best product for you? Yeah. Is it? Right? Because you have to think about it. A lot of people go with trends, right? And you see this on social media. They jump on trends. They jump. And, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. I fell in that trap yesterday. I'm going to give an example. I went to the gym to train with my trainer. And he did something that, you know, he's from a different country. Honestly, very, very, you know, rigid. And he was testing me because he's like, oh, you homeschool your kids? That's amazing. I want to do that because I don't want my kids falling into the trap of trends. And we started talking about that. So then he's like, do jumping jack. So I went to do a jumping jack. And he did half a jumping jack, right? So I copied him. And he's like, why are you copying me? How do you do a jumping jack? And I'm like, oh, but you told me to. He's like, just because I told you and I showed you a different way, why did you follow me? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, driving home for that half an hour because it takes forever to get home. I, I was thinking, I'm like, I tell my kids all the time, don't follow trends. Like, don't be your own yep. person. Think for yourself. And then here I am at the gym. Just because he's a trainer, I follow his lead. Yeah. Right. And he was honestly, he was like, that's just your morning motivation. And I like that. I like that he did that because it had me think we do jump into that. Yeah. Right. So back onto the five-year fix, the best variable product. Oh, the best, you know, lowest rate out there is the variable product. So let's sell it to you. But there's a lot of families now. Three people last week called me, single moms, right? Mm -hmm. This is concerning to me. I would have never sold that product to them because that's concerning without even having a conversation. Let's say you came to me, single mom, and you said to me, Jamie, I would like, you know, a variable product. Yes, today you qualify for it. But then I have to think, and I'm an, I'm so conservative. I would think if the rates were to jump up 6%, I think I was saying this a lot of times and people would be like, 6%, you're crazy. You're crazy, Carm, 6%. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, think about it, right? We're here. We've arrived. And everybody's like, and we have video footage of me stating this and people saying I was crazy. I'm like, I'm not crazy. It's, you know, it's just crazy that people were jumping into this product, single household income, right? And that's scary because now they're like, I can't afford this payment. I had one of my agents reach out to me upset. She's like, I was crying in the shower because I need to tell this client she can't afford this home anymore. You know, and I want to point something out to everybody here. Mindfulness is so key and important. My agent called me upset, crying, because she had to tell a client this. She's not numb to emotion. That's Mm -hmm. the type of agents we have here, 
right? And I, I got off the phone and I was upset, right? I was like, man, that's such a horrible conversation to have. You know, sell now so you don't lose or you don't lose your home, go into default because she was heading that way, yeah. right? She was struggling because variable kept going up and she could have locked in a couple of years ago at a two, 3% rate, right? But somebody advised her, it's the best product. That's what everybody's doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Not thinking of the consequences a couple of years down the road if the rates went up to 6%. Yeah. But think about the mindfulness of my agent. Like, I just want you to know, I would want to deal with somebody across from me that has that emotion for me. So when you're delivering a bad message, like let's, and let's say, and I, not even a bad message, let's say I'm delivering a negative message to you. You know, if somebody had emotion, they were feeling empathy, you know, empathizing with me, I'd be like, okay, I would accept that and know wholeheartedly that person tried everything possible to assist me. But if somebody just delivers that message, you've done it, right, yeah, Jamie? Like, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying to you. Like, you know, thinking like every Sunday I do this, you know, review of my week. And I thought, man, I'm blessed to have such awesome agents on this team that empathize with people and, you know, feel for people because they're not selling the wrong product you know, to that client, they're thinking ahead of that, you know, of, yeah. ahead of time for them. Right? It's difficult for them. And, and it's difficult for the client to hear what they have to say. And the client at the moment might say, man, why is, why is she giving me such, such a negative, uh, adv- not so much advice, but such a negative response to what's going on in my life. But I think that any client at the end of the day will look back at that and say, you know what? Yeah, it was a tough thing to say, but it was the right decision to You're make. Right. Yep. And in the long run, you know, if you're able and capable of, of selling the house and having the money, put it aside, wait until the better moment and then inv- right. reinvest, that's a much better option than, you know, three years down the road, you have to, or two years, you have to give the keys back and 100%. you lost everything. hundred so. percent. But everybody's using the patch, right? They're using the patch of private, private, you know, sector. Let's, let's get a private mortgage. Let's try to save people work on emotion, right? So I'll be honest with you. It's super simple as a broker. If I know you want that house so bad and you've been in that house forever, I know you want it. It's easy to sell that product. That's going to make you bank, right? It's going to make you money, right? You're going to get a broker fee, but I'm telling you right now, I think I've told more people to sell their home this year alone, you know, and save your equity. And then when it's time to reinvest, reinvest in a property, right? I've told a lot of people, it's better for you to go rent, right? Then put yourself in a worse situation. But a lot of people will leave my office, go down the street, go into, you know, whatever down the street (laughs) and they will sell them the private mortgage to save that house. But what, you know, that bandage fix does not fix anything. It's only making things worse and you're losing money. You're losing your equity. You got to pay broker fees. You've got to pay lender fees. You have to pay all these fees and it's eating your equity. I think people need to put that emotional uh, reaction aside. And because a lot of people have this thing that, oh my God, I I was a homeowner and now I have to go rent. And um, what are people going to say? Listen, people that are going to talk about that, they don't matter in your life. They don't. They don't pay your bills. They don't. They won't help you on anything. So let them talk if they want to talk. You need to make the best decision for your own life. And if at that point it is 
you might rent a nicer home than the one you have right now. 100%. And for the next three years, you're living okay. You're still living a good life. 100%. And you're secure. Your money's there. And you can. it's not going to go anywhere. And from, a, <laughs> like, honestly, Jamie, but, like, if you think about it, like, a lot of this is happening where I'm getting a lot of calls from my agent saying, can you help me look at this application? What are your thoughts? And you know what I love about my agents is when they call and they're like, I really need your opinion because I know you're telling the truth. I know you're going to give me the honest feedback I need. And then, you know, they've started the, what would Carmen do, right? Like, what would she do? What would she advise? Right. That's what I built this empire for. Like I get goosebumps saying that because when I started this venture, I was like, you know, I want to make sure that the agents have empathy values. They support clients when they're coming in, they're given the right advice. They're looking at the client's portfolio, they're analyzing it. And then they're like, okay, this is the best product for you. Right. Instead of what's the trend today, everything you hear, Jamie, let's be honest is what's your five-year fix. What's the best five-year fix. When people ask me that now, I'm like, do they know the market we're in? Like, I really worry about people sometimes because they'll call and they'll be like, I got like, even when you try this, I, uh, you know, uh, what is your best five-year fix? And I'm like, we're not even in this market. Like just pray you're going to be qualified with the stress <sighs> test. Like I'm being honest with you. Yeah, where the first I, question should be, can I get qualified? Can I get, thank you. So I'm like, can I get qualified? That's where my frame of mind would be as a buyer in Canada. Cause right now uh, I was looking at some stats, funny enough this morning uh, on the radio and I was cross-referencing cause I'm like, that's not. The co-signing, like parents co-signing, parents giving money to their kids increased significantly. Of course it did. Sig- I know, but significantly. And I'm like, nobody this can is- afford anything. No, you can't. And that's the thing. Like you can't afford where people are like, oh yeah, the best is my husband was the funniest this week. We were driving and he's like, man, look at all these four sale signs. I'm like, and you're shocked. Yeah. I predicted this. I'm like, this is where we were going to be, where there was going to be too much inventory. noticed a lot of for lease signs too. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm on this. This is my frame of mind. I'm like, okay, for sales. But I'm going to be honest with you. So remember the <laughs> sold over asking? Sold over asking. So my husband's like, where the hell are those signs? I'm like, hold on. Where are the sold signs? I drive by the same street because I got to get home, drive by the same street. The same houses are, are, are for sale. And here's the best part. I went into a neighborhood where you're nowhere near a mill. Nowhere near a mill. I'm telling you, Jamie. Nowhere near a mill. Somebody's got a list for 1.3. I'm like, how realistic is this real estate agent? Like, do they not tell their client? I'd be embarrassed as a real estate agent, as a professional. I'll be honest. I know it's hard and it's no knock against real yeah. estate agents. Because I've met some good agents where they're like real estate agents where they're like, I won't put my name on this house. Sorry, this is way out of base. Like, if it's 900,000 and you want 1.3, I'd be embarrassed to put my name on that. I'm being honest. And people yeah. would be like, well, it's for exposure. And I'm like, do you want that kind of exposure? Like, I wouldn't want that kind of exposure. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's a difficult decision because a lot of time homeowners are the ones that are insisting You're that oh, my house correct. is But let, hold on a so second, Jamie. More. You are the professional. Yeah. You are the real estate agent. You're going into that home. Somebody, you know, that area is 900,000. We're just using an example. I'm not knocking the profession. What I'm saying is as a professional real estate agent, as a professional, right? Would you not just say to them, you know what? This is, I'm not doing 1.3. You're in the 900 mark. I know it's difficult. And honestly, kudos to everybody that, you know, 
faces that you know seller and says you know what no yeah you're I, way I think, off that mark i think it really comes down to the real estate agent being able to bring comparables down to the table and and you know talk to the client and say listen i know you feel that your house is 1.2 but all of these houses that are similar to yours that are around this area sold for 900 you need to face the facts this is what that, it is that's what i'm talking about right? jamie you just like hit the nail what is it hit the hammer on the nail exactly (laughs) (laughs) but you did because that's what i'm trying to tell you is even here when we're sitting here and people are like i want a solution fix my house yeah but fix but it comes down to the same thing that's what i'm saying we're doing the same thing that's what i'm trying to say as mortgage agents here i know at tcg you guys go the extra mile you showcase all this stuff to to your clients what happens with with real estate is the same thing. Real estate agents, a lot of them, and not all of them, but uh, you know, the ones that do that, that put the house for one point two instead of nine hundred, are the ones that don't really care and don't do the legwork. And those are the ones that are putting the signs up everywhere. It's more of a marketing uh, thing for That's them. That's what than I was telling else. you. So what I'm saying but is, it's a bad I guess one. I, I know it's it, to me as you you have the background. Is that a good image you want? And that's what I'm trying to tell you here is we're driving down the street. There's literally like five houses on the street. You would never see that. Like a couple of years ago, houses would come up and they'd leave. I've driven by like three weeks and finally I saw the house come down. I'm like, I got, I got to ask my sister. So I asked my sister, she's like, no, they took it off the market. Yeah. They're off the mark. Like they're off the mark with the price. Like I know they want it. They've missed the market. You've missed the market. If you wanted to sell a couple of years ago, you could have gotten that, you know, but it's not today. But all I'm saying is like now, you know, everybody's like, what's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen in the next couple of years? You know, we keep repeating the same thing. You know, I believe wholeheartedly that people are coming up for renewal, right? They're coming Mm -hmm. up for renewal. The times are now, right? They're coming up for renewal to rates that are like 5.5, 6%. I said this before. And I remember sitting in the room with you and you're like 5%, 5.5, right? What I'm trying to say is we're here now. We've arrived. And sometimes the best advice and sometimes as homeowners, uh, the best advice you could give yourself is if I can't afford it, maybe sell that property. Yep. Right. Because my concern is if you can't afford it on the A side, meaning banks, why would you even triple that payment and go to the B side and take out equity to, you know, band-aid it? Maybe the rates will come down in a year. I'll have that money to pay the 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 mortgage and I'll be okay in a year's time. No, you're just no. eating up your equity. Think about it. And you know what? I'd love to give second opinions. I had a couple of people call me and they're like, can you look at my commitments? You know, I got this from this broker. I'll be happy for free to do that. I'd be happy to do that, to look at, you know, commitments, review them and see what's the best option for you. But it's concerning to me that if you don't qualify on the A side, why are you going to the B side? Why are you even going private? Right? Because that's not a solution unless you're selling, unless you have to gap it or just renew for a year. You know what I mean? And then sell your property, exit that out. But my concern is, you know, we're, we're finding these solutions where it's like privates and fees and let's gap it and try to save the house and try to do this. But there has to be an exit strategy where it benefits the buyer or, you know, the homeowner. That's my concern. Right. And I'm seeing this more and more where, you know, six months down the road after they renewed about a month ago or six months ago, they're coming in here saying, I can't afford these payments. They're worse than what the bank was, and I'm running out of the the, the money that I took out to, to try to... And I heard the rates were going to come down because the predictions are there. There's no predictions. There's no 
crystal ball that's going to tell you in six months the rates are coming down. You've asked me numerous times, when do you think the rates are coming down? I don't see it in, in the next couple of years, I'll be honest with you. So, you know, I wouldn't be taking out equity trying to gap the two years to make those extra payments, you know, the difference of that increase in payment, don't do it. That is wrong advice that's being handed out there. And it's concerning to me because I watch these commitments come through the door where they're like, I can't afford this payment with, you know, this private, like I I can't, I'm drowning. So now you've lost so much equity because that brokers thought, oh, well, I'll save the day thinking in six months, the rates are coming down. Like we've seen increase after increase. Okay. So they held, they held this time but you don't know next time. And that's not an indication that the rates are coming down. That is not an indication. I want to make certain of that. Like, and I want to make that clear to everybody where, oh yeah, they held five more weeks. We've got them being, you know, held steady does not mean the rates are coming down. So you should not be basing your decisions on rates and forecasted rates coming down. Cause that's what's happening right now is Mm -hmm. everybody's looking They're They're coming up for renewal. And I have a solution for you, Jamie. You can pull out some equity. That's what you can do. I'll put you on the B side. It'll be a little bit of an increase on payment, but we'll put 20000 over here to cover that. Should be good for six months. Rates will come down. We'll be fine. That is not a solution. And then? But that's what's happening. Those commitments are coming through the door, and it's scary. Yeah. This is very scary. So I would highly recommend you get second opinions, just like you do with doctors, just like you do with dentists. It's second opinions, and I would get those second opinions. It's very concerning to me. And I always say mortgage brokers and mortgage agents that are ultra-conservative, stick with them. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more like... Play it safe, play like it just safe. play it safe, and that's that's what I would I would wholeheartedly with do. Especially the way inflation is is at, uh, I think people, you know, don't just look at that mortgage payment. You gotta factor everything else. One hundred percent. I mean, you're if, right. If the gas prices are gonna go to what they're Thank talking you. about, two dollars. Listen, my husband on Sunday filled it up two dollars. Like I'm like, well, when did we get here? We were all yeah. concerned for eighty cents. Do you remember that? It's insane. He's like, you obviously and have not filled up your gas. I'm like, no, you do it all the time. You so- need to really account for that. I mean, um, we're we're getting to a point where people are gonna affordability have to look is at, just crazy. Are Jamie. you gonna pay mortgage or am I going to eat? Like, it, it's gonna get to that point, and yeah. this is where people really need to say, you know what? I'll just take a break and for the next three, four years, You're see right. where this is going. I'll just rent and I'll just be okay. You're right. Why is it that people have this thing? Uh, because of, people of use make... their home. I know what you're going to say. No, I, mean, I was going to say that, that renting is a negative thing. You're right. Because people use their home as a savings vehicle. That's what they do. Mm. They use it as a savings vehicle. Right. And then when that whole announcement where it wasn't really an announcement, it was more about whether it's going to happen or not. They were going to tax your primary residence. People went ballistic. Right. Because I don't know. I don't think you understand the stats on how many people use their home as a savings vehicle. Oh, most people. It's scary. (laughs) Like I, I, I find it so hard to believe that, you know, anybody, you know, is not putting away for their savings. Like usually if you have a pension, that's great. But us self-employed people, we really have to think about our future retirement what's that yeah like we really no but seriously that's what i'm trying to tell you like a lot of people use their home as a savings vehicle so if you don't have a house and you're renting that's viewed as negativity but it's really not it's not and it's concerning to me that that's become a trend right oh and the best is oh go buy a house just just go buy a house but is it the right time for you to buy a house maybe the right time for people that have a different situation but you should be analyzing people's situation and giving them the right advice. It's not about making bank and making sure, okay, as many deals as I can close, that's awesome. It's not how it works. You have to sit with people, analyze their situation, 
never ever forecast your uh, like your solutions or anything based on rates coming down. Never. That's so concerning to me when I hear that. When I heard somebody come in with, oh, but the rates are going to come down. So this is going to get better. I'm like, no, what? No. You know what I mean? Like if you, if I had a crystal ball, I'd be rich. I'd be telling, predicting everything about, you know, rates and that, but you can't predict. No, it's, but it's, trends are showing. Like if you see the, the announcement yesterday, look at what the economists are saying. They're outraged. They're like, why did they, they should have raised rates. Now economists are saying they should have done that, right? But that's the the thing is people aren't listening to the professionals anymore. Professionals don't matter. It's like whatever is being presented on social media is what's right. Let me throw out a How reel. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Right? Oh, we'll they have a million. Your... <laughs> that's who I'm going to believe. But listen, listen to the professionals, the people that actually went to school for this stuff. Or get second opinions. It's really yeah, common sense you're right. people. Just listen. You're right. if, you, if you ask the same question to five different advisors, then you're going to get five different opinions. But th- then you have five different views on that subject exactly, that you can make a decision. Exactly, Jamie. That's Didn't it. we learn this in school? When we're doing homework, you know what I mean? Like when you're doing like studies and stuff, like you actually have to get five different books and reference from it. Do you remember that? Going to the library, pulling out the I'm five books on the same stuff. Okay, here we go. Seriously. <laughs> Before the era of Google. Anyways, all I'm saying to you is, you know, my next topic that I, you know, before we finish this off, my next topic that I wanted to bring up uh, very clearly and quickly is um, who you have around you is huge. Influencers, right? So who influences you? Make sure you are aware who's around you because that is who you are. You know, I always look at, if I'm looking, like, say you had five friends, I always look at your friends and see how they act. And I'm like, I'm pretty much sure that's how you are. But I'm just saying, but just, just be aware, just be mindful of who is in your presence, what advice you're taking, what you're applying to your life, follow within, right? And I, I'm teaching this right now to my kids is be mindful, right? Just be mindful of everything around you, right? Be very mindful. That's it. Mm -hmm. So be aware of your surroundings, make sure you're making decisions for your inner self, for your well-being, right? And your mental state right? You're not doing it to crowd please or please the person next to you. So that's the only advice I would give on mindfulness because, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, I always watch people, I'm a people watcher and situations and a lot of people come to me for advice and I'll listen to their story and I'll ask some questions and then I'm like, so where did you get that advice? Right. And they're like, well, you know, and it's usually people that are so close to them and, you know, I'm like, take it with a grain of salt, right? Like you don't want to, the one thing I can't stand and I just, just to finish off everything. The one thing I can't stand is when somebody like, I don't know, let's say I'm having marital problems. I'm not by the way, but let's just say I'm having marital problems. I go to you, Jamie. And I'm like, you know, my husband did this and that. And then people bash the husband, right? So it's female to female and they're bashing the husband. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's concerning to me, right? Mm. So even if that's reverse roles, let's so people don't think I'm, you know, whatever. It's, you know, two men talking and they bash their their wives, you know, oh yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's concerning. Always think, you know, and it's something came to me the other day. I was reading a book, it was really good, and it was about love, right? What if you just approached everything with love? Your advice, your life, everything with love, and you have all this positive feedback at all times, right? So I would prefer to go to Jamie who looks at, you know, when he's, when he's talking to me, he's given me love, the answers with love. He cares for me. He has love for me and compassion for me enough to give me the right advice. So who you surround yourself with is who you become. 
your soul becomes, right? So you want to feed your soul with good things, right? And that's all I say. So when, when things are negative around me or things aren't working out, I try to reevaluate it at all times to say, okay, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe this isn't the fit for me. Maybe this isn't what's supposed to happen. And then things get shifted and reevaluated because essentially you become who you're around. Yeah. That's all I have to say. And I would just say approach everything. And I know it sounds so crazy and it's like love, like seriously, Approach everything with love, approach everything with compassion, approach everything with empathy. So empathize with the individual in front of you and be like, you know what, what do I want to hear? Right? What do I want to hear? What would I want to hear? And everything, everything that happens in your life is a direct connection to your soul. So you are creating it. So Mm -hmm. if chaos is happening because something inside is chaotic and it's not fixed. So just look at that and shift and blame on other people is never the right answer. I'm being honest with you. So sometimes you've got to reevaluate and say, whoa, pump the brakes. What exactly is going on in my life that's causing this chaos? Because I know everything is done within. So it's coming from internal. So what can I fix internally to get everything around me calm? Right. And that's all I would state. That's it. So that that's my two cents. I thought, you know, this week I learned about that. Somebody talked to me about it. I'm like, wow. But sometimes reconnecting with yourself and understanding that is key and important. And I would I I would only add one thing. Careful with the energy vampires. There are people out there that are just out there to (laughs) suck all the energies out and they have negative vibes just my advice is you don't need to get rid of them. You just don't need to spend so much time with them. Amen to that. No, that's a great, that's, that's a great tip. Honestly, Jamie, awesome tip. So for everybody else, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, DM me, comment below, uh, hit the like button. It tells me, you know, if the videos are good, um, we will be consistent with our videos. I do want to say that to my audience. I've had a couple of people message and I'll say, make sure of that. yeah, I know he will. So, and to my team, I always have to end off with, thank you so much for trusting me. Um, you know, you've always looked at my vision and understood what I'm about. Uh, I'm blessed to have everybody on this team. Um, and for everybody else, thank you so much and have an awesome day. Peace. social media let me let me stand up straight so i actually look like you know i'm so cool it's what i do <laughs> seriously oh my god you're not really i'm not so what is it though <laughs> <laughs> i'm horrible bro that's horrible i knew it i'm ready god i gotta wait for the prince to get all ready <laughs>